uh, the first day I had 400 users. Second day then I had 500 users. So I was at 900 in the first two days. And then I was like, all right, let's tone it back a bit. Uh, we did a little bit of marketing once we started getting that wave because we were like, if we don't ride the wave, it might just die. On this episode of Overdue, we had Nikunj Tiagi. Nikunj is a sophomore at UIUC studying computer science. We enjoyed talking about his recent job at an AI startup, his app called What's the Move, and how the people surrounding us have impacted us so far in college. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Overdue, where we cover the stories of certified product starters and ambitious entrepreneurs, from college students to accomplished professionals. We'll transition a little bit into like big genesis for I guess why you're here. Just launched What's the Move? Probably yes, sir. Like two weeks ago? A week and a half? Yeah, um, start of school year, so like two two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I guess take us through like that moment of like, so does how does it work exactly? Do you like press yeah. a button and then it's just like, <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? I wish, dude. I wish. Well, I mean, obviously, I know you had to like create everything and like establish it, but to actually launch it on the app store, was it you click one button? You, did you click one button at the end, or how did? Uh, well, I mean, I suppose I clicked one button, but like, yeah. there's still a whole process for it. Okay. So basically what happens is when you're developing an app and you have a prototype that you want to see on your own phone, uh, you'd upload it to this thing called TestFlight that Apple, Apple provides if you have a developer account, which is like $100, all right? Okay. So that's for the year. You pay for that. And then you can get your app on TestFlight. And basically you and your other developers that you give access to, you can see it on your own phones. And it's basically in beta testing mode. Um, you still get analytics of like crashes, pages that uh, were causing like uh, high bandwidth issues, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But it's not open to the public. Okay. Uh, to get it open to the public, there's a lot you need to do. So first you need to make sure every single thing works. Then you need to make a privacy policy for your company or app or whatever it is. There's a lot of templates online, but you still need to like go through the process of doing that. You need to like create the advertising for it, like the, the promos and the previews that you see like on each app, you have to create that. You have to do a, a bunch of legal documentation. And then finally, you apply to the App Store. Yeah. And then when you first apply to the App Store, it takes about like a week and a half for Apple to actually get back to you. Okay. And then um, we actually got rejected our first four times. And really? it was just wow. random stuff, dude. Like, um, like it would be like you have a create account feature, but you don't have a delete account feature. We just forgot about it. And like in the grand scheme of things, you're not thinking about that, right? Yeah. But you have to add it in. Or like you have add friend button. You don't have delete friend button. And then the the most annoying one was we have like a um, in our for in one of our first prototypes we had like an allow uh, allow access to photos and camera, so you either click allow or don't allow. When we were testing, we only clicked allow because we were like so worried about seeing if like the camera would actually post pictures on <coughs> on our feed, right? But um, turns out if you click don't allow, it crashes the app. Wow. And okay. Apple just catches all those things and rejects you. Yeah. So. It's like good, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it only helped us. So. Yeah. So, the app's called What's the Move, right? Yeah. Um, uh, what? Well, what's the move? Like, what's the app about? <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So basically, What's the Move is, it's a centralized location where you and all your college friends and all your college peers can find What's the Move for the night. Okay. Right. So this right now, what it takes into consideration is the number of people that clicked I'm going or all your friends that clicked going. And you can see your friends pop up under the frat party or bar. 
And right now we're available at U of I and Berkeley. So and we're at like 1.4k users, which is a lot more than I expected for this yeah, first iteration. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I posted it in a few group chats, and I, I showed some of my friends, and then um, some some people I know. Um, shout out Will Lawson, uh, but he put it on his story, and then it got a lot of traction from there. People started putting it in their group chats and stuff. And dude, honestly, I was like, I I wanted like low key like around 40 to 50 people using it, so I can just get a good sense of what's happening. Yeah, but. Uh, the first day I had 400 users. Second day then I had 500 users. So I was at 900 in the first two days. And then I was like, all right, let's tone it back a bit. Yeah. Uh, we did a little bit of marketing once we started getting that wave. Because we were like, if we don't ride the wave, it might just die, right? Yeah. So we did some marketing. But then we decided to tone it back because we, real we realized that we weren't optimizing cache and storage on our app very well. So we were running up the costs on Firebase. Um so we went through like Firebase. Firebase is our database storage location. So that's where we store things like uh, users, their authentication, um, like the bars and their features that you get, right? Um, so then for two days straight, I was like, all I did was work on the app. And this was while we were moving into college too. So it was super stressful. Me and my friend. Uh, is that the beginning of this year? Beginning of this year, yeah. So like two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago basically. Okay. Right when, two days after the app came out, we were grinding on the app like day and night basically to optimize as much cash storage and to make sure we weren't running up the Firebase costs. And within two days, we were able to get that update out, thankfully, and now our costs are good. Like, it's not that much. But, um, yeah, it was, like, it was a really cool first two days. It was, like, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Silicon Valley, like the TV show, but there's a scene in that TV show where, like, they, they release their project and like they start getting thousands and thousands of users. They're like in, in the social network, right? When like everyone knows about their, their website overnight. It, like it was at a much smaller scale than those, but it just felt so cool. Like yeah. every second I reloaded it, I saw like four or five new people on the app. It's kind of like when you, uh, when you post, like, post on Instagram and then yeah. you're getting all these new likes roll in. You're like, right. oh, like, this person's like my most. And, like, yeah, no, I, I, know what you, I, I definitely know the feeling on a much more micro level. But I want, I'm curious to like, did you, how did you feel like when, like when all of that was going on? Like, cause you work on it for like months and months and months and months. And then it's actually launched. Like you're, you started actually getting attention for it. Right. It's like, oh, like this dude's real about this. This isn't just something he was like talking about for months. So how did you feel when all those like downloads were rolling in and like you're getting all these people on the app? It was satisfying. Very satisfying. Okay. Uh, which I'll get into later. That's not always a good thing, but it was satisfying in the moment. And especially because like that thing has my name on it, you know, like, yeah. like it's my baby. Like yeah. I want to see that thing grow and blossom into this amazing company. That's like a generational product, which is something that you don't really see coming out of startups very often. Right. So those first few days is so validating and like, so like I was stress-free in that moment and it was, it was great. And I mean, Austin, you saw it progress through the months, I, right? I, I remember it. So uh, for those of you guys, like, just to contextualize a little bit, I met Nakunj at one of Luke's first jam sessions yep. of the year. Was that your first one? No, you were there first. No, that was my first one oh, as well. Like, yeah. Um, when I met Luke, he told me, he's like, yeah, like, we don't have, like, any freshmen. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I walk in, and uh, he's like, like, this is Nakunj. Like, he's interested in entrepreneurship. You're interested in that. Like, just talk. And I'm like, All right, okay. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, this dude seems cool. Um, and then I ended up they just talking about the Silicon Valley trip. They had mentioned the app. This was about, I think this was in early January. This yeah. Probably, honestly, like January maybe, 28th. Yeah, it could have been early February too. I don't, maybe, I'm not sure. Maybe like, yeah, it was in, right in that period. Yeah. 
but they had told me about the app, how they were working on it, and that was what eight months ago now, or like seven. Mm-hmm. And then over time, I'm seeing them again at like jam sessions, just maybe in like at Ike or something. Like, how's the app coming? And they're like, oh, like it's good and all this. And then it's, it was I was hyped to actually see it like get dropped, and then like, going on it myself to like be able to see that you guys actually made it made it into a, a real thing because like there's so many people that start talking about it and then you know don't really come mm-hmm. through on it but was there ever a point like in that process that you guys were like ah, like this is rough like i got other priorities i want to take care of like maybe this isn't the best time to really invest in a project like that or was it like we're doing this yeah so when i first started it the main goal honestly was to learn app development and learn how to deploy a product i'd never done that before and um as someone who's studying cs like you see the stuff in your classes but you don't really get to like see it in your classes right like you just hear about it you know you don't ever build something yourself so at first it was a discovery project and then i started to believe in it like a little more and a little more and every day i'd like think of a new vision for it right start talking to my friends and my family and I would get a lot of, like, negative feedback from them. Like, all right, focus on your classes, like, enough, you know? Like, um, but then, like, <laughs> but then I, I don't know. I just kept pushing through it. And it was um, me and a few friends, you know, working on it. And we just kept going. Like, anytime there was a small lull, like, maybe maybe for a few days we wouldn't work. And we were busy f- with some other things. And then I'd get a call, you know? Like, okay, I just thought of something. Let's do it. Let's implement it. And then... For the next like week or so, we'd be hard at work. And just like that, we built this routine and this discipline of like no matter what's going on, whatever schoolwork there is, whatever outside things you're involved in, like you have to work on the app and you have to make it a perfect product. And we still have that going, you know? It's yeah. still nowhere near where I would like to see it. Yeah. I still see this thing as a first MVP. Like I do not see this yeah, yeah. at its final product, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, throughout the summer, um, it was me and my friend coding the entire thing up and, uh, yeah, we didn't think of like, like we thought many times like, dude, like, do you really think people are going to use this? Like realistically, would you use this? And then I'd be like, nah. And then I'd be like, would you? And he'd be like, nah. And then we'd be like, okay, so, so how do we make it work? Right. So then like, we'd go back to Figma, go back to our whiteboards our drawing boards and just like, like communication was so strong. We'd probably call like seven to eight times a day just to ideate, you know? And then we'd, and then we'd come to a conclusion after talking, and then we just build, and then ideate, build, ideate, build, and it got to a point where we had so many ideas that we weren't even sure like what to keep in the app anymore. So, midway through the summer, we had so many functionalities in the app. Like right now, what you see on the app is a completely toned down version. We had like a million things going on in the app, yeah. and then we decided, all right, now we've actually coded the stuff out. Now let's decide from a consumer standpoint, what do we want UIUC to have in August? What, what, do, what do we know is perfect? And that's when we started the quality control. That's when I started to become more uh, confident in the product and confident that this is something that I can take to a bigger level. And I'm still working on that. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to keep trying for sure. Do you, so now that you guys kind of have like the first version out, how does it kind of like go between you and like your friend and like, seeing what's wrong with it and like trying to make like those fixes and like bugs and like new versions like how does how does like kind of developing it now that like one version of it is already out to like the public how how's that working now yeah so now that the the technical consumer side is done now we're focusing on how to actually make this a real product and the issue with our app right now is that you have to incentivize people to use it and there's not enough incentive 
people don't want to go out of their way to click I'm going to a bar. Yeah. Just because you get a notification, right? Like whatever, big whoop. Uh, like we're just going to camps tonight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like half the college knows where everyone's going, right? Yeah. So our incentivization method is to bring bars into the app so that they can advertise their rewards, their deals, and then we can have membership programs with the bars. So you can like skip lines, skip cover, get drink deals that no one else is getting, right? Yeah. So my my friend that, that was working on this with me went to Chicago and he literally just went into all the bars, just walked in. It was like 5 p.m. on a Friday, walked in and said, can I talk to your like general manager or owner? And then sometimes they were there, sometimes they weren't, but he would get a contact. He would get an email or a phone number. And he just like, like we just got their contact and we started reaching out to them. And now we have a bar in Chicago that, that's willing to work with us and do a free drink night with us. So w- right now, like that's what we're working on iterating. We're yeah. working on getting that functionality. We have a bar at UIUC that I've been talking to in the past few days that is very excited to like partner with us and stuff. So I'm working on that too. So like, um, I feel like a lot of it, once you hit that, like, once it releases and it gets in people's, like, hands, you will just know based on what people are saying, based on, like, what the users are doing. I can see right now the app has been dead for the past few days because of the incentivization thing. And I expect, we fully expected this to happen. So, um, yeah, from here on out, it's just user testing, seeing what people like, seeing what people don't like. So, when you, I'm just, like, curious because this is, like, cool to me. So, like, when you get, like, a bar or, like, a restaurant or whatever it might be to like partner with you you get like a percentage of like like you you guys get like a percentage of whatever they're offering or like is there any like profit to you guys from that or is it right now more just like trying to build your brand and then later down the road once you guys have more like stuff stacked up in it then you might like think of that yeah so right now it's it's no money at all yeah um okay. and we're honestly not worried about that because what i've seen based on the people I've talked to, um, when you start bringing the goal of money into the things you're working on, it loses the like um, the imaginary value that, that it has, you know? Once you start, like, I feel like it's better to build a relationship with the people you're working with, build a, build a relationship with the community you're in, right? Yeah. I don't see a company as a money-making machine. I don't see a company as, as a way to solve humanity's problems. I see a company as a simple way to build relationships and fix your relations relations problems, right? That's all it is. If you look at like the things saving humanity today, you'll you'll look to scientists, you'll look to very technical like uh, aspects of the world, right? When you look at companies like Instagram, what's Instagram solving? Instagram is first of all, <laughs> like it's not solving anything. That, like you could argue that it's doing like it's it's pretty bad for the world, right? Yeah. But the thing it's doing is it has a great relationship with the community that it has. Every single person in the world has heard of Instagram because the way they grew, they made sure to have a great relationship with their first thousand users, then a great relationship with their next 5,000. And now they're at billions and they still have a great relationship. They listen to what people want and they implement it. And they're solving the problem that shows people what their friends are doing even when they're not with their friends. That's all it's doing. It's a relationship and it's solving an issue for the people it has a relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just had some sound whatever in my throat. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I mean, talked a lot about here about, like, just building relationships and all, like, Instagram, for example, is, like, amazing at it, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, they profit so much off of the fact of being able to bring people together in communities, building relationships as well. 
And I mean, th- I think being on campus, schools and universities are also incredibly good at that, just indirectly because of the proximity of everybody being so close together. Right. And I mean, we've experienced this all, like, we talk about it all the time, like being down here for this last year and a half and just how valuable that proximity is yeah. and building those relationships, right? So last year, you had uh, you had the opportunity to be able to go to Silicon Valley at the beginning of your school year. Yeah. It exposed you to a lot of like great people and a lot of great relationships that I mean, you're still really close to to this mm-hmm. day. So can you explain what that looked like for, because I mean, I, I only know it from a surface level. Um, but also, like, fill in the idea of what exactly that was, and then also the perspectives that you learned from it as well. Okay, so this is to the audience. If you're at U of I, apply for the Silicon Valley trip. <laughs> apply, apply, apply. That thing was the greatest experience I've had at U of I so far. It and that was your, uh, like, first week? Wait, that was early freshman year. Freshman year winter. Okay. So during winter break, we went for a week to Silicon Valley. Um, man, what a time. I was with... Probably it was 25 to 30 of UIUC's um, like handpicked entrepreneurs of their of of the four year like of the four classes they have, and um, we went and we saw alumni from U of I that are working or have a company in Silicon Valley, and um, the people we met were so inspirational. So we met the co-founder of YouTube, uh, and then yeah, so that was like absolutely crazy. That's crazy. Insane, yeah. We were in a yeah man we were like in a small like restaurant you know it was darkly lit (laughs) and it was like 30 of us huddled around this dude and he's speaking of his experiences and it's like dude dude, yeah honestly it was like it was so motivating like like when you're in that environment it's almost like nothing you do is wrong the people around you are perfect or at least i saw them as perfect the people you're listening to are perfect as a freshman that's there with people older than me, like, I just had so much to learn, and I did my best to be at every single event, every single gathering of people, so I could learn and listen to people around me. Like, we met, we met, um, we met, like, this guy that basically co-founded Java, the language, and he was, yeah, it's crazy. I just love, like, how recognizable, like, all of, like, this is. Right, literally. We met Tom Siebel, if you, we're actually in a building named after him right now, um, the, the Department of Computer Science is literally named after him, right? Um, and we, we, t- we got a chance to talk to him. And I would have to say that was the coolest visit we had in the entire trip. That guy was like, he was a billionaire and he knew it. And he didn't care what like people said to him, you know? Yeah. He had one mission and that's what he would talk about. And the lessons that we learned from him were like, like we, we talked to him for a very short time, short amount of time. But the lessons we learned from him were incredible. And um, Which one stuck to um, okay, so I, we actually had to sign an NDA when we talked to him. So I'm not allowed to like, <laughs> okay. talk about specifics. Yeah, but he did say that if there, or like, I'll, I'll give you like a summary of kind of like what he was, like the gist of what he's talking about. But like, uh, whenever there's like a time of, of like a recession or like a, a, a period in, in the country where your skills aren't as needed or they aren't as valued, you have to stick it through and you have to become valuable. And you're not going to get that from doing what everyone else around you is doing. You're not going to get that from cheating on your tests. You're not going to get that from uh, applying to jobs. You're going to get that from building things that people truly want and learning and failing. Failing is the most important. So I'd say, so that was the most valuable lesson from him. But I'd say from the entire trip, I learned these three very valuable experiences. So number one, be extremely good at something 
and be in an <clears throat> be in an environment where the people around you are better than you at what they do, but you're better than them at what you do. So that way, everyone is of value to each other, right? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. It everyone. Adds, it adds another layer to the whole. Like, yeah. Being the smartest versus being the dumbest. It's a, everyone's just complimenting each other. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it, in these like big companies that were founded, like. These people weren't, like, the smartest of the smart people, you know? They also weren't just, like, marketing people that could talk. They, there were, like, three or four of them sitting in a room grinding. That, that, like, their life depended on it because their life did depend on it. And they all contributed something equal of value to the, to the company, right? Which is honestly really cool. Uh, so that was number one. Number two is experiment and fail. Experiment and fail. Deploy, fail, and keep going until you, you land on something that works, right? And this doesn't have to be like entrepreneurship or like a startup. This can be in your company itself. Like if you're working for a company, just try things out. Like they all stress the importance of, of being an independent figure in a rat-like world. The people around us are often consumed with like what gets them recognition or like what gets them money, you know? If your focus instead is just deploying something of value um, and just seeing where it goes and just like, continuing to iterate on it, you get a lot more from that than doing what is what the guidelines are in front of you, right? And then the third one, shoot, I'm low-key blanking now, but uh, we'll, we'll get back to that. I'm not gatekeeping, I swear, but... Uh, okay, no, it's cool. The idea comes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, facts. But, um, okay, so another big thing that they were talking about was how important school was. So I, I wanted to ask you guys, like, your own personal views, first of all. What, do you guys think it's important for people to stay in school, or do you think it's like it's doable to like make a difference and, and achieve your dreams if you just don't go to college? What do you guys think? Okay, I can answer this first. Um, so this might sound like a very like diplomatic answer. So it's like, but I honestly think this is it. So we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and I think I think school is really important. Um, Maybe that's just from being raised in, like, an Indian household. Like, Nikunji might be able to, like, yeah. <laughs> like add on to this. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, school teaches you more than just school, I think. Um, for example, like, I'm at Austin. I'm at Nikunji, like, here at school. Like, it's school, but there's more to it than academics. I think especially with college, there's more to it than academics. I would have never started a podcast if it wasn't for school. I would have never joined like some of the clubs, Bizfrat. Like I would have never done any of that if I was, if I if I wasn't in school. And that's just all like another side piece to being in school, um, along with obviously like getting to learn all of like the educational things. But I think also like you don't necessarily need school if you like, because at the end of the day, school is not gonna like teach you like industry things. Like like you said with your app, like you learned a lot of like maybe the coding and stuff in classes and stuff and all that, but you didn't actually get to build the app in school. You did that on your own time. And like, I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm not like building stuff in class. I'm not doing any of that stuff really in class. I'm learning like what sheet metal is and all that. Like, <laughs> like what, like, yeah, that's cool, I guess. But like, what am I going to do with that? But like for me, I okay. If I had to pick one, I'd say like stay in school only because I think, like I said, school gives you more than school. Like, the relationships it's, it gives you, and I can, like, attest to that over, like, the past year and, like, two weeks that I've been at U of I, at least. Yeah. Like, I, I could, I wouldn't say this in high school because I wasn't, like, I, I mean, I didn't have, like, the best high school experience. Like, it was, it was fun and all, but I wouldn't say that, like, I made, like, a bunch of great connections or anything in high school. 
Right. And I think maybe that's just like a result of not going to a very like diverse high school, whereas like U of I is very like academically diverse and then like socioeconomically diverse right. also. Mm-hmm. So I think like all of that considered, I would say like school is very important. I'm not just like focusing on academics alone. Yeah. I want to say something real quick on the point you made, and then um, and then I'm gonna answer the question. Uh, it was it's ironic. I actually started a podcast for about an episode or two in high school when I was a, when I was a senior, and then I realized that everybody in my high school was the exact same. Like nobody, like we all had the same exact classes. Nobody knows about something somebody doesn't. Exactly. Like it, content wise, like it's all the exact same. So maybe somebody was like varsity baseball captain, but like. But like, what more do you really know? Exactly. As a captain versus a player. Everyone's like, taking pre-calc. Everyone's taking the same math. Exactly. This that. Whereas here, you're here with like, I don't know. There's probably like 200 majors at this school. Like, yeah. if you really wanted to, you could go talk to like a cooking major, yeah. music or whatever, and then go talk to like a CS major, like we are right now. Like, I mean. Exactly. So that was just something that I thought was interesting. I, I talked with my roommates about that. But can you rephrase your question like exactly again? Just so I don't get lost in translation. Yeah, so my question was, do you think you can achieve your dreams without school? Depends what your dreams are. I think. What about you personally? Mine? Yeah. I think in order to... Interesting, because I still got to think about. I think I think I answered. I think I answered the wrong question. I never said my dreams, but you 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 answer yours, then I'll come back. A big part of. Well, I guess instead of my dreams, I'd say my ideal life, like getting to a point of like my ideal life. And a big part of that is being in direct proximity to a bunch of people. Like I just love to be around and bring out the best in me, and where I can bring up ideas and be able to bounce ideas off of people that like. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Like, that's a great point. Like, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me this? And I love being able to have access to all those people very close. School is, is like, amazing for that, right? 40,000 kids down here, and they're all within, like, mile, two-mile radius. So those resources really help, will, are really help, helping to propel me to my ideal life. Is it necessary? No, but it accelerates it, I think. Just because it's a lot harder to get into those rooms if you're not at school. Because, yeah, you can, you can like, prove yourself in the real world, but also you're just not going to have that natural proximity. Unless you really, really work on it, you know. Right. Here you kind of just walk into here and, like, it's so easy. Like, I, you could just plan lunch with somebody. Like, everybody's down. But at home, like, i got to drive 30 minutes to see him. You're, like, an hour away from me. I'm, like, driving 45 minutes to see Paul. And it's, like, this big – it's just – the process just isn't as accelerated when it comes to meeting people. And I think a big part of my ideal life is being surrounded by people that bring out the best in me and, like, accelerate my growth as a person. And I don't think I have access to that as easy at home without school. I think there's also, like, a piece to that at school, though. Because, like, you guys are great school, but, like, not everyone here. Ha- like, you have to find those, like, I guess ambitious people or, like, those people you want to surround yourself by. And I think, like... We might have talked about this earlier, but I want to hear this from both of you. We might be, like, going off of what we were talking about originally. Yeah, it's fine. But we can come back to it. Like, how have you guys kind of, like, found your, like, people to get to that? Like, you you have your friend who – was that your friend from high school you made the app with? Or? Yeah, I, I have, like, two friends that I made it with. Both of them were from high school. Okay, well, like, how have you, like, been able to find more people on campus that are like that? Because, I mean, like, it's a huge school, so obviously you end up with people who are like that and then people who go to Red Lion and, like, cams every night. Yeah, so. right. It's like, how do you find those people? 
I think I think it's important to have both in your life because, um, like, dude, it can get so exhausting to just hear about the same things every day. So you need people that 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 can be your friends in different scenario scenarios. You know, and, like no matter what's happening, they'll be there to like joke around with you, talk serious with you, that type of stuff. So, um, so actually, freshman year, the first week, uh, so I I brought my guitar to to here. And then my roommate, um, he had his cajon, which is like a seat drum type thing. And then the guy living next to us also had his guitar. And he was like, he's, he's an improv genius, you know? Like, he, he plays guitar for like six, seven hours a day. Like, that man loves it. And like me, like, I'm all right, you know, not at his level, but I can play. So we just decided to leave the door open one day and just jam out, you know? Like, our job on the drums, me as like a guitar, and then Ethan, who was, the, who was our neighbor, as the other guitar. And slowly people started trickling in. They would talk to each other and like just it was it was a great vibe, you know, and our room also looked nice. So it also helped for, for people to just sit and talk. Yeah. And soon the people that stayed there and talked to like the wee hours of the night, they ended up becoming our friend group. And it was found on our hallway of Hopkins Hall, our dorm. Right. And it was like it was it was a great freshman first semester and entire year because of that. And then I also met some friends. Uh, because of the Silicon Valley trip, like I was saying. And then Luke, who I met on Silicon Valley trip, he hosted these jam sessions, like you guys know, where people just sit together and talk. <coughs> so then I built, like, a huge network and community of friends from there, too. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's where I'm at right now. Oh, and then Bisfrat as well. Uh, I'm an AKSI, so also made a lot of friends there. What about you, Austin? In the words of Rohan Harani, who had, who put this, is, this is in the words from somebody else. If you chase the butterflies, they'll fly away. But if you build a beautiful garden, they'll come to you. And if not, at least you have a beautiful garden. Yeah. That's beautiful. Amen, amen brother. Um, well, no, I, I mean. We miss you, Rohan. That's, that's ultimately <laughs> the quote that always comes back to my head. And even just on an actual level, I met so many quality people through the sauna. <laughs> oh my bro, god you met my, my roommate neighbor my dorm neighbor yeah. in the sauna bro, dude <laughs> me and austin met in the sauna like, no way bro that's insane yeah but and it would be like let's say a friday night at 10 o'clock i'm in the sauna right right the people that are in the sauna friday night at 10 are typically going to be the type of people that i like to be around so i think it's about putting yourself in those environments or building up an, an evidence of work whatever that may be, that attracts people to you because naturally they're going to find their way to you. Because, um, yeah, like, if you, like, pump out, like, a bunch of good work, someone, at least, I'll reach out to someone, I'm like, hey, that's awesome work, good stuff, like, I really like that. And then who knows, I've had friendships built from that, too. So I, I think it's either being the, being the areas that the people you want to be around are in, as well as, like, building an evidence of work. And for me, I guess how that manifested itself was, yeah, like, just, like, the sauna, the gym. I met so many great people through the gym. Also, also just whenever I was invited to, like, any little thing, I, like, always went. Cold plunges always went. At any, I was at pretty much every jam session just because it's, like, you never know when those opportunities are going to close. So if you're pre presented with one, you might as well use it. And then when it comes to, like, building up an evidence of work, one thing that I think goes a long way is even, like, how you present yourself and, like, Everything about you is an evidence of work in and of itself, right? And naturally, if I see some dude and he's jacked, like I'm gonna have this inherent respect for him. I'm not saying like you know you don't respect someone that's like you know 
But I'm gonna like, I feel like I'm gonna be able to like, um, that's someone that I'm gonna want to be around because they obviously have respect for themselves and they like really take care of themselves as well. So that would be my take on it. Yeah, Isar, you said that like compared to college, high school wasn't as great for you. <clears throat> what do you think like made the difference? So <laughs> we always bring it up. Well. Are you going <laughs> No, I'm not going to... Okay, I'll go there for a second, but I'm not going to go there for a while. High school... Well, actually, no. It's similar to, like, what you said, Austin, earlier, and, like, I think Avi said this earlier, too. In high school, I was kind of, like, friends with everyone and not friends with anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big thing, just to fill you in what yeah. we were talking about. It's, like, everybody in school, I'm dapping up. Hey, what's up, Austin? How you doing? Because, like, on the baseball team, on the basketball team for a couple years. Um, I was on... Again, like, I was on the bowling team. Training, right? <laughs> Um, and then I also was like in all these AP classes, so it's like I knew everybody and I got along with everyone really well. But on a Friday night, nobody texts me to hang out. From my high school, I still have like a bunch of other friends from other schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what it was like. And yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I, I yeah, I mean, well, that's what it was like a little bit. It was a little bit like that for me because I think I started high school with not too many friends because I was like. I was I was fat, I guess. He, uh, yeah, we'll get, let's give numbers just right. for a second. He was 220 the fall of his senior year. Yeah. And then he was 150 by the end of his senior Respect. year. Respect. Respect. Appreciate seriously, it. Seriously, seriously. You know, okay, that was a sentence, right? And that's 70 pounds. Like, like you like think about how crazy se- losing 70 pounds is. I can't even. Yeah, yeah. But we're not going there with this podcast. Okay, I know. But, it's yeah, yeah. you got to give yourself incredible incredible thank you thank you but so i think that was like a little bit of the reason and then also like my high school wasn't very diverse it was like public high school in the north shore suburbs of chicago like i mean it had like diversity but it didn't have like diversity in like the people i was like looking for necessarily like no one was doing anything new like it was similar to like austin's like it wasn't it was just a good high school it wasn't like some crazy, like, math science academy where, like, you have people building apps and, like, startups, but it wasn't, like, some terrible school where everyone's, like, terrible. It was just, like, a solid high school, and because it was, like, in the area it was, it wasn't very diverse, um, so it was, like, similar to Austin's. Everyone's, like, playing a sport or doing something, but everyone's taking the same classes, or you can surround yourself by the, by the kids taking AP classes or whatever, so I just wasn't able to get that, like, community that I wanted, and then I think because I also started high school like that, Everyone had made their, like, friend groups, and then, like, senior year, everyone was, like, ready to be my friend, but it, I was, like, at that point, like, like it doesn't really matter to me that much anymore. I was ready to, like, move on with, like, high school by then, because I knew where I was going to school, and I was ready to, like, kind of, like, move on to my next, to the next step of my life, and then, like, I come here, first, like, three weeks of high school, I meet, like, some, college. yeah, college, <laughs> sorry, yeah, 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 first, like, couple weeks of college, couple months uh i mean like these crazy cool people like i met like austin well i met we austin he already knows dude. what's coming so then like all over break i was like dude i'm about to take micro i remember i talked to this kid in the sauna about like what was the ideal teacher to have let me snap him i'm like going through all this what's his name Esau? I'm like I see the contact I'm like I don't remember bro I'm just not gonna like 
But then, yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I, I think, like, I'm, like, saying, nice. like, besides, like, you guys. Like, I met, like, Austin and, like, our whole friend group closer to the end of first semester. But, like, as soon as I'd come here, like, my roommate's from tech. Like, my like roommate from last year was from Texas. Like, he was, like, some crazy dude I met. Like, it was just all these, like, different people. And I think because, like, I had just after – okay, I think, like, when you, like, change a physical aspect of yourself, like, losing a lot of weight, you gain confidence. Right. So I came into college with a lot of confidence. So then it was just, like, I, it was so much easier for me to make friends. And you're also, like – that's the time where, like, the whole – like, every, every student, like, every kid's looking for friends. Like, you guys said you had your door open, like, yeah. ready. Like, that's how you made your friend group. So I think, like, it was just very easy for me to kind of, like, get that group of people, like, going. And then also, like – this school with the amount of like smart people that are here like it was just easy for me to find very ambitious kids and then like slowly as like the semester went on and into second semester I was able to kind of like hone in and like narrow down to like my friend group which like that I have now which is mostly just like kids that I would sur surround myself around all the time that right. just like make me better yeah, mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I think we were both similar in that way that like we really had to build confidence like throughout like even throughout high school but also like coming to college but i mean we we talked about this a little bit or at least actually we never really talked about this but you you're somebody don't deny like this just take the confidence right you're someone that like comes off as like very confident like even just like opening your door like there's so many kids that would just be like like no nah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do that um and just like shooting shots for like an event venue ai that we'll talk about in like in a minute but I, i'm interested though like have you always had that, like, just not care about what other people think mentality? Or is that something that you had to build over time? Or do you have any, I guess, for, for at least me, when it comes to giving myself an adjective that describes me as, like, confident or whatever it may be, I like to have, like, evidence for it. Say, like, oh, I did this, I did this, and all this proves that I'm that, right? Has there been any of those, like, defining moments for you where it's like, oh, like, oh, like, you don't think I'm confident? Like, let me, like, how about X, Y, and Z? So is that something that, like, you've always had? And if so, like, when has it been proven to you? Yeah, so first of all, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of yeah, and then, um, I don't know, man. It's just, like, so I think it, it really comes down to, like, the way I was raised with my parents. So, like, I'm, like, the like the eldest kid, right? So just oh. from, yeah. Like <laughs> That's the, like me saying grammar school, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I saw that as weird. <laughs> all right, is it elementary school or grammar school? Uh, elementary. Yeah, I mean, all right. I didn't go to. I didn't have elementary and middle though. Hey, it's okay. We're all we're all weird in our own ways. Okay, okay. <laughs> answer, 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 yeah. Answer, answer, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've been demoted to little bro. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So as like the like the older brother, right? Like there's and and I'm like the older brother like in my extended family too. Like all my cousins are like younger than me basically. So there's there's just that um, like not expectation, but I was I was always raised to like kind of like 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 know what to kind of or like act like I know what to do or like guide people, right? And then like I entered elementary school, and um, so I like moved around a lot too. Like before elementary school, like I was born in Singapore, lived in India for a bit, lived in Germany for a bit, lived in New York for a bit. And then, like, our family f family finally settled in Naperville. And I, I came into kindergarten, and I remember I came, like, a few, like, weeks late or something. And, like, now, like, that's no big deal. But, like, dude, that was, like, scary for me. So to make friends, I just went up to people, and I was like, hey, do you want to be friends with me? And then, like, 
dude, like, I don't know, like, people just played with me, and then, like, I just, like, I got into a habit, like, every time I'd go to a new class, I'd just ask someone, like, there's this one kid, I'm actually friends with him now, but he had a leather jacket on, and I went up to him, and I was, and I, I thought he was so cool, and I was like, do you want to be friends with me? And bro just walked away, like, he didn't even say anything oh, to me, <laughs> and I just, the, the leather jackets should have been a red flag. No, dude, that was so cool. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't see a single kindergartner cooler than that. Yeah, but, but if you're rocking a leather jacket in K, in K like, what, what are you doing? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but that just like speaks to his confidence, even at that age. Like, yeah. you think some guys like cool, and I guess at that age, when you think someone's cool, you might think they're better than you, and then you still have the confidence to go up to them and just be like, "You want to be friends with me?" Yeah. So I don't so, think it's really confidence. I think it's just like, like I don't know. It just it just happens. Like know? extroverted like, personality, maybe. I, I like staying in a lot, though. Like, I don't like going out much. Yeah, I don't think... Well, this might be just be, like, me, my interpretation of being extroverted, but I think extroverted doesn't necessarily mean, like, going out every night. Maybe. I think it just means, like, when you're in a group setting, you're just very talkative. May, sometimes I'm... Like, I just think it's, like, when I want something, like, I just... I'm just, like, too stubborn to say no. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just, like, okay. kind of, like, grab for it, and then if I fail, like, I already didn't have it before right so yeah. i might as well just try do you have any like rejection stories that like stand out to you that are like that was rough or something like that where it's like that was rough um, I, I can i can say one like just because i don't know I, I find it those in the moment i'm like oh man that sucks all right you go, you go first actually i need okay. to think a little bit okay yeah. so <laughs> okay trust me this was not weird okay this summer i knocked doors for uh my job like for the last month and a half of school not school month and a half of the summer right and what i would do i worked for a solar company i still like to just knock on the doors because i have solar and i like hear their perspective on it like oh this is what we're paying or like oh that we had a leak or just just to kind of affirm myself this solar was a good thing you know i knocked on one door had a conversation with this girl, and uh, she's like, I, eh, like, I'm like, you don't know your energy bills, right? Because, like, your parents are home. She's like, no. Nah. And then I uh, I ended up just, like, talking to her, like, a little bit more. And then, like, I, it's so funny. Like, bro, I'm literally knocking doors. Like, she has no idea who I am. But I was like, okay, I'm not weird. You know what I mean? I, I asked her for, I, I think, I didn't ask her for a number. In general, what, what okay, actually, that's not fair, right? You you skipped a step in the middle there. So like, when did you find like think that she was like like hot? Um, I honestly. Uh, okay. Sounds bad. <laughs> this is no, this like, is gonna be some a meaty story. Right, but at the same time, I wasn't like she's like beautiful. I was more like she's attractive, and this is an opportunity to get wrecked. Right. That's there we like, go. I don't I don't want that to make it seem like I wasn't interested, but I was like. You know, why not? Like, what's the worst that You're happens? already knocking doors, right? Yeah, like, she could see I went to you about it. Like, I had something, so it's like, I, I, don't, I don't think I come off as, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, in or, yeah, I don't know. I don't You're know. also not, like, 40 years old. Yeah. So, like. And I was her, right. her age. Yeah. And, like, we were mm-hmm. talking about, like, high school. Just, like, oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, uh, what would you do in that scenario? Would you ask for a number or an Instagram check? I'd go for Snap. Okay. Because snap, you can start, like, snapping her and then, like, start conversations yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, it's always, I think a lot of it's environment, environment dependent. I think. Anyone, I, anyone down here, I'd ask for a number. Because I know they go, I already know enough about them that they're here. Mm-hmm. You know. I think snap is, like, the happy medium between Instagram and number. Number Agreed. is, like, very personal. And Instagram is, like. Yes. 
distant. Not, like, that's, yeah. That's why in that moment I asked for Instagram. Cause I was like, yeah. I don't want to, like, I don't know anything about this girl. Like, I'm not going to, because if I had her number, it's like, I still don't know anything about this girl. Right, yeah. So I was like, okay, like, I have her Instagram and I can just, I can see, like, a little bit about her life. Like, just, like, you know, just, like, a little bit of familiarity. She, uh, she had a boyfriend and I was like, okay, like, just take it as a compliment that I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, you know, like, respectful like that. But that, that was interesting because then I just kept on knocking doors. But knocking doors taught me so much about rejection. It really did. Because I, I got cussed out, like, so many times. <laughs> and I'm just there smiling. I'm like, have a great day, sir. You know, I'm sorry that. And I didn't even get a word out in those, those experiences. So, but, but did you got one in your head? I can't think of, like, a single moment <clears throat> where, like, I had a rejection that, like, that, like, hurt so much as the ones where I, like, tell myself, like, I feel like what I tell myself is very hurtful. And um, sometimes it's not so good to have that quality because it, it goes out on other people that I care about sometimes. Like, so, for example, I was talking about, like, being satisfied when the app launched, right? And I hated that. Because anytime I'm, like, doing something, like, I'll... Like, and it's not at the quality I want. Like, I'll just tell myself, like, hate speech, you know? Like, like I will, if I'm not happy with myself, I'll just, like, tell myself, like, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. Stop. Like, just do it right. Why can't you do it right? What's wrong with you? Stuff like that, right? And that, like, it doesn't work for a lot of people. So I, I don't, I don't want to say it's a good idea. But for me, at least, it just builds that, like, that thing that, like, nobody is going to say anything to me that's worse than what I've already said to myself. So I'm just going to be so hard on myself that I build that discipline. And, like, sometimes, like, I'm loose on myself. And then my parents are hard on me. And then I remember, like, okay, I have, a, I have like, a duty, you know? And then a lot of times with my brother, like, like man, I, I love my brother. And I want to see the best for him, like, always, you know? So anytime I see something that, like, like, I wish he was doing a little bit, like, better or, like, better quality. Like, sometimes that same speech I say to myself goes out on him. And, dude, like, afterwards, after I, like, say something, like, it always hits me so hard. And, like, I never feel bad when I say it to myself. But when I say it to my brother, I'm like, dude, that's my baby brother. Like, how am I saying that stuff to him, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, that's when, like, it's not really rejection, I'd say. But just, like, that, like, type of feeling, you know, that's when I, that's when I really hate it. But... Normally, I, I, I think I, I thrive off of it when it's just me. Yeah. No, I mean, you seem like the person that would, like, thrive off of it. I used to be, I'd get so messed up on it. Like, so messed up. Um, and then over time, like, at the end of the day, it's just tolerance and, like, building building up, like, an immunity to it. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, for me at least, what was it? Will I want to? Yeah, for me, I used to be, like, the polar opposite of, like, what I am now. So, yeah. like, making a lot of those changes was, was like, hard because I always, like, had to put myself out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways. <coughs> but, like, do you feel like you've changed? And also, like, on a, on a sub-note to that, this last year and a half of coming to college, I feel like I've changed a lot as well. Do you feel like you've changed, like, a lot, like, within this past year and a half? Or at least have the, IP, the identities that people associate with you, has that changed a lot? Where it's like, oh, like, in high school, oh, like, Nakoon, she's the X, Y, and Z guy. But, like, now it's like, oh, Nakoon, she's the, you know, ABC, like, whatever it may be. Do you feel like those identities that are associated with you, have, have they changed in the last year and a half? I don't think so. Okay. I, I really don't know, though. Because I, I had a group of friends in middle school and high school that, like, I'm very close to. And, like, all those guys know my college friends, too. Yeah. And, like all of them kind of agree that, like, I'm the kind of guy that, like, I am, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And um, so I don't think so. But I, w- I do think that I've learned how to, like, kind of put a filter on sometimes. How to, like, like I know what to say in front of what types of people, you know. Um, yeah. I don't think internally, though, and, like, how I am to my close friends or people that I know, I don't think I'm any different there. Do you Do you think that's probably just, like, you maturing, maybe? I think, like, I think for me, at least, like, I have a similar, like, experience to you and i think it's just like i think it's the same thing but i think for me it's because i like matured when i came to college maybe it was like living alone and all that like hit me so then like i just matured on my own um and then also just like yeah i guess like the independence made me like just become more mature and then i think all of that tied together into like me knowing the time and place to like be very serious and then me knowing the place to be like a total goofball (laughs) which i am a lot of times yeah yeah for sure I, uh, I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm interested to ask you this, because I'm curious to hear what your answer would be. I also think you have the, uh, like, maturity to, like, think about this question. Um, so, at least how I see myself in a lot of ways is, like, not devoiding myself with, like, spontaneity and care, like, but, like, a video game character and, like, some attributes upgraded, and, like, you know, I'm just trying to, like, progressively upgrade everything over time, right? If you, like, if you were a video game character, where do you think you would fall on, like, your strengths, like your weaknesses, what things can like you still get better at? Are there any things that you're consciously, consciously like trying to improve upon right now? Yeah. Okay. So, so first, I'll I'll answer Isar's question about like the maturity. I think for sure. I I think I've definitely like living by myself without my parents. I think that's what made me like like while I'm with my parents, like I'm whatever they say, I'm like oh, whatever. Like like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really listen to it, right? But now, like I all the things they say to me, all the like like um all the strictness that they had upon me, like, I understand it now, and I'm grateful. I, I respect it. So I also feel like I have responsibility to give back. So now I'll, I'll try to put my best foot forward, right? So I think, I think, I think you, got, you got the nail on the head. That's probably why. A small note, sorry, I'm just going to make on that too. Yeah. Is I've thought about that a lot because during my childhood, I, was, I definitely had a lot of arguments with my mom. And uh, just in general, there was a lot of, like, I knew how to click the button, like push the buttons, right? <laughs> now I think about it and I'm like, honestly, I don't mean this to any, you'll know what I mean. Like, I love who I am, and as a result, like, they raised me. So that they must have done a pretty, okay, I don't mean, like, if I like who I am, they must have done a pretty good job of raising me to be the person that I want to be. So I can't, how am I mad about how they how they were as a parent? Yeah. Now, you know? Agreed. Um, but just, you were, I think you were going to answer. Yeah, sorry. Can you just repeat your question again? I just want to. Yeah. yeah. So at least how I view myself is not all the time. But in some ways, I think think of myself as a video game character. Yeah. Like, hey, we got, like, these strengths going here. Like, you know, these are a little bit low. Maybe we could, like, really work on this and go through this. So as a result that we, like, gain this quality, what qualities do you think that you could still be working on in the meantime? Um, yeah, ultimately, like, what qualities do you think that you could still improve upon? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so I'll start with uh, strengths, and then I'll go to weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So strengths, I think um, hard work is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like when I put my mind to something, it's very hard to get me off of it because I'm, like, too stubborn to, like, stop. So, like, I'll just keep going until, like, either I, like, run into a brick wall and I can't keep going or I, like, get the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So hard work is a, is a great quality that I think I have. Another thing is leadership, I'd say. I feel like I can usually get a group of people to agree on something and maybe it's build something, maybe it's yeah. do something for fun. How do you think you can do that? Like what, how, 
what qualities do you think go into being a good leader? Um, I think having a, a louder voice when you're talking in a yeah. group of people mm-hmm. um, and having a different voice too, you know? Like, well, I like that. not physically, but like the, the words you say, they're like, they stick out. Like when, when, when you say them, people are like, oh. Or like the things you talk about are different than most people, you know? Like you're you're trying to like get them to like just listen to like some random thing you went on a on a like rabbit hole about you know I feel like that t- like what when you have an audience of people listening to what you say I feel like that just kind of subconsciously happens. Yeah, like this dude got me to like sit down and just listen to a whole conversation about Viking mythology. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vikings. Yeah, no, he looked very spontaneous. But yeah, sorry, continue though. Yeah, but like exactly stuff like that. I think. Uh, I, I'm, like, very passionate about the things that I read about myself. So I feel like that kind of builds that. I don't know. There's probably a lot of other things that I just don't pick up on yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out later. Um, I also think I'm good at, um, like, relieving stress, whether it's through working out slash, like, like I played tennis a lot when I was younger. Um, like, I was I was pretty good. Um, not very good. Pretty good. Uh, but what was your, wait, what was this term? UTR. UTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reached, like, a nine. Okay. Okay, yeah. wait, that's good, right? Yeah, we that's just good. that's what Avi was, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. Where, 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 where. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's 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 a, like it's if you put me against like someone that's been playing for like 3 or 4 years, like I would crush them. Like I was like good, but I wasn't like very good, right? Like, yeah. Like uh but so I think because of that, that kind of put a sk- routine and schedule uh when like when I was younger, that like every day you do your work or you go to school, you get back, do your work, you go to tennis or you go work out, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, because of that, I have a good discipline and not good discipline, sorry, I have a good routine to my day that I'll always like fit in something that, whether it's making music too, I love making music, listening <coughs> to music. Um, so I'll just like play guitar for an hour or something or just write a song, make, make poetry, you know, read about something. So that kind of helps me relieve stress. Um, now weaknesses, um, okay. So number one, discipline. I feel like sometimes I'll slack off and I won't catch myself until like it's too late or like something happens or like I just won't pay attention to things in the moment. And then like later when it like kind of hits me, I'm like, dang, I should have listened. I should have I should have the discipline to like stick through it. Or, like a lot of times if I'm not in my comfort zone and I'm not enthusiastic about what I'm doing, I'll just be like, man, why am I doing this? I don't want to be here. And then I'll be like, do you think there's a problem with that, though? Yeah, huge problem. It's not good. I want to change it. OK, well. Do you think that sometimes, okay, I, I'll catch myself doing that sometimes, and sometimes that means that I'm forcing myself to do something. And then I think if I can really attach rewards enough or reasons on why I'm doing something, then if I do question, oh, like, why am I even doing this? I have the answer already on hand because there's a strong enough why. And sometimes if I, if I feel like I don't have a big enough why, that means I just shouldn't even be doing it. So, like, what are, I guess, some of these, like, give me a scenario of that. Of when you're like, oh, like, why am I even doing this? Yeah, so um, I'm doing, like, the ILEE double major, which is Innovation, Leadership, Entrepreneurship, and Engineering. And it, it's basically a lot of, like, entrepreneurship courses. And a lot of times it seems a little brain dead, you know? Like, you're, you're going through the classes and the work isn't very stimulating. Um, like, you have to read books and stuff. And in the middle of it, I'm thinking, man, why am I doing this? I really don't want to do it. And then I'll just sit there and, like, do nothing for the entire class, which is so disrespectful to the professor and like the other kids that are sitting there with me. Um, And so it comes back to like what my, what my dad always says to me, I think he always says that like, there's a lot of people in the world that'll do whatever they want to do. 
And there's a lot of people in the world that, that will act like they're giving up something great to like do whatever they want to do, whether it's like um, like dropping out of school, right? Or like not going to like achieve higher levels of education to do it. But a beggar <clears throat> can't be a chooser, right? If, you're, if you haven't achieved the highest levels at something, you can't say that, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I, I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll do something better. Like I'll be spending my time better in something else. Until you have gotten to a point where you actually deserve to say that, you should not be saying that. And I don't think I deserve to say that yet for a, for a major that's been like on for years and has helped so many kids like achieve their dreams, right? I don't think I deserve to be saying that to like like people that are putting their time and effort into like teaching me something, right? That's true, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Like you don't want to be disrespectful. And if you're in that classroom, like you should be giving them their full attention and everything like that. But then it goes kind of back a step where it's like, agreeing to even be in that classroom in the first place and with you what you were saying about that major you know like propelling all these kids and like great avenues and everything do you think that that's this is just me asking i don't know anything about it um do you think that that's more correlation or causation because it could just be i don't know i like i don't know anything about it right mm. do you think that it's would you say that like do you understand an argument that maybe it's just more correlation that like the kids are willing to do something like this are the same types of kids that do have that brighter future yeah, I, about that specific one, I'm not sure, actually. Okay. I, I don't know if, we'll see, right? I, yeah, I don't no, know. No. Second year, so I don't know yeah. how great ILE is. I, so far, like, other than the times where I've hated it, I like it. It's a good, good like, place to build skills and to always, like, when you're, when you're constantly hearing from someone, like, oh, always try new things, always experiment, always be out of your comfort zone, always, like, learn things right like it's kind of hard not to then because you're always in that mentality so i kind of use it as like a wake-up call like if i'm ever like feeling lazy one day like i'll go to that class and i'll be like okay i know what to do now right so i think it is useful uh but we'll obviously see um but as the correlation versus causation um yeah it's a good question i i just feel like what like if you commit to something just go through with it right yeah. have the discipline and do it david goggins did it he started that like running Still that over. thing yeah right exactly broke all the, all the bones in his feet kept going like he could have like thought like oh why did i even sign up for this <coughs> like i'm still like jacked i'm still in like a uh what was he uh navy navy seal right yeah, yeah. like he he could not he could have said like oh i'm not gonna do it but like whatever he he picked even though it's the hardest thing he did he goes through with it and i want to be at a level where i i set a goal for myself and no matter what it is like i can do it it's done yeah yeah, yeah. like that would be sick like my goal right now is to get jacked i'm trying to, three weeks give me three weeks i'll have it hey <laughs> three weeks is too short of yeah three months baby <laughs> i know we'll, we'll see it dude wait that was like my goal too we <laughs> in our first episode oh, yeah. we talked about like our goals um and mine was like get ripped or something like that. Okay, yeah, that, was, that was one of his big ones. Yeah. It is interesting though, cause he wouldn't mind if I if I talked about this. I had a conversation with Chick, my uh, one of my friends, Chick. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know who he is? He's no, a, I don't know. He's like a personal trainer down here, but he also has like a fitness account. And it's like okay. He's got a, like a good following for sure. Honestly, like I don't, I don't mean to like, but like most impressive human you probably like ever seen. Like literally just jacked as fuck yeah I, I i can attest to that yeah, yeah. okay and i've had conversations with him <coughs> i like personally think sometimes like i'm like am i getting worse like do i have more fat on me like i can't like and then you just like fall down this rabbit hole and i've talked to him about it and he still has that like hard so like you never really think you are though you know what i mean it's like you'll maybe 
you may be like, you're going to get more and more, but like, you're never going to really get to the point where you're like complacent with you because you've probably set other goals in the past that you were like, I'm going to be happy when that happens. Right. And now you have it, but like, you just forget that you even, yeah. And now, now it's all like tolerated and taken for granted. Also like that Will Smith thing that Alex went over, like, oh, like, you know, you set goals for in the past that you said you'd be happy for. So I just want to give a little credit. Um, isn't that kind of great, though, that, like, you're never happy when you set those goals? Never finish. Never yeah. Finish yeah. You keep going, right? Yeah. yeah. His, wait, yeah, never finish. It was his second book. Yeah. Wait, yeah, so I forgot the, the name of, the day, of it. But. I was thinking about it a little bit today where you can enjoy the moment where I was having a conversation like this yesterday. Like, you could eat some chocolate, but, like, 10 minutes, you're going to feel terrible, right? Like, oh, okay. Was that the, was it good to live in the moment? Eh, eh, you know. Or you could, like, push out all your stuff, like, Maybe, like, not hate it. This is just an example. Like, you get a job in IB, you, like, make tons of money. Like, you're just chasing money your whole life, right? Not saying, like, IB people are all like that. But I'm just saying, like, you <laughs> look for a job that just makes a ton of money, 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 your whole life, and you feel like you're always pushing out that goalpost, and you just never really get it. Or, like, you get to the end of your life, and you're like, oh, you know, whatever. I just kept pushing out my enjoyment. And then there's, like, the third one, which is, like, pushing it out, but enjoying the fact that you're pushing it out. And, like, that's the, like ideal right and then obviously it's, it's a spectrum of all three of those you don't want to be completely you want to be able to enjoy that like cherry coke every now and then yeah you know, so it's, it's, it's it's all about balance and that goes out to like like you said it goes out to like life in general like making money it goes out to like working out and like i guess bodybuilding and i think like one of the main things i like learned um at least when it comes to like working out the way to like kind of find that balance is like only compare yourself to you. Like, if I start comparing myself to, like, this, like, chick, like, or, like, even Austin, well, yeah. like, like, yeah, I mean, dude, like, well, chicks, like, it's unattainable for me, because, like, yeah, so, like, like, genetically, it's impossible for me, Um, but just, like, in general, if I, like, if you, like, start comparing yourself to, like, other people, at some point, like, you're gonna, like, eat yourself alive with, like, I mean, just, like, you never being able to achieve your goals. But, like, also, there's the balance part of it where, like, you don't want to just become content with comparing yourself to yourself. Yeah. Or yeah. So, at I mean, the, yeah. you just have to find the balance, like what you were saying. At the end of the day, it's hard because you don't – it's easy to com- – if you're just stuck in comparing, then you enjoy comparing yourself to other people. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm more jacked than, like, the majority of kids. But then you also are just in that habit of comparing, so you're going to look at somebody that's a lot far ahead of you and be like, I'm not as jacked as them. So it's, like, just the good and the bad of just, like, getting good at both sides of the coin. Yeah. So important when it comes to just a positive inner dialogue. Yeah, so, so Isar, I know you didn't want to, like, make this podcast about this, but I just want to, like, yeah. dude, it's, like, rare to see someone, like, lost 70 pounds. Yeah. I just want to know, like, what kept you going and, like, how would you keep the discipline? Like, what like what did it take, you know? So, I think motivation-wise, it was friends. Um, my, like, best friend from, like, second grade, shout out Betson. He's the only dude that listens to every single podcast. <laughs> like, he, like, snaps me. He's, like, in the car, like, listening to him and everything. Um, he's, like, huge. He benches, like, 360 pounds. Like, that dude's massive. Um yeah, <laughs> Ben is more than your squat. <laughs> no, yeah. That's, uh, oh, I don't know about that. Whatever, but yeah, he's he's pretty big. You can get it from that. And yeah. him and I think one of one of my other friends, Chris. Um, 
the way it kind of went is like in the beginning of the school year, like Chris is smart, but he never like cared that much about school until senior year when he realized like, oh, like life is coming. Like I need to like do well. Right. Um. So he had like a decent GPA, but he was like, okay, now I want to like do really good and like make my college application good. Um. So I was like helping him a lot with school, and he he we talked about this like. I think it was, like, the day before I left to come here this semester. We all, like, went out for Korean barbecue, like, me, Tim, and Chris. Like, the three of us were, like, really close. Um, and he was, like, telling me, he was, like, you helped me with, like, school and trying to, like, get back on track and, like, fixing my college applications. And I wanted to, like, give something back to you. And he actually, like, is the one who got me in the gym. And he, like, stayed on my case about that. Like, text me every day. Did you go to the gym today? What'd you eat? Like, calories, this, that. For, like, at least the first couple of months. And then, like, my friends, like, we would go to the gym together. We were, like, that high school trio. Like, always at the gym together. Yeah. Like, taking up, like, three. <laughs> yeah, we're wearing, like, our gym. Nah, yeah, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, Wait, were you actually? No. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're, like, the high school trio that everyone, like, hates at the gym because we, like, take a machine <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes. But... They just, like, motivated me because both of the – like, Chris had the same story. Like, he came from, like, 200-plus pounds to, like, now, like, 160. Like, so he, he was, like, right in my boat. And I think, like, just having them by my side to motivate me was, like, really important. And it's the same thing, right? Like, if you surround yourself by people who have what you have, you are going to get that. Um, and then, like, that goes for academics. It also goes for the gym. If you, like, are only lifting with people who are, like, just, like, throwing up two plates easily on the bench, like – yeah. Even if like I'm struggling with like ninety five pounds, like it's gonna it's gonna like translate into just me wanting to be better. And then I think like also it was just it had come to a point where like I realized college was gonna be like a new, like clean slate for me. Right. And like if I wanted to make a huge change, like I would make my change now and I would be able to kinda like reinvent yourself. Yeah, I guess rein not nah, I don't know about reinvent myself, but like that sounds like really weird, but <laughs> uh, it was just like a time for me to like kind of like I knew I was going to make new friends and like right. they would only see me as that. And like now they like even my friends now are like they like make fun of that, but they only know me as like cool Isar now. I, him, like, I have no perception of him other than how he is now. Yeah. But dude, like like seriously, like I just met you today, but like that tells me a lot about you, you know, like respect for that. Seriously. Yeah, it, it, it takes it. a hard man to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, stay hard. <laughs> but, appreciate it. Dude, you know what's cool about what you said? Like, like just staying around other people like makes you, th like, th that are the best version of who you are, make you the best, the best version. So I've been listening to this podcast. I'm not a podcast guy, okay? But I've been listening to this podcast. He says lately. that as he's on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't like listening to, like, um, <clears throat> like, I don't know. It just feels weird when I'm listening to conversations sometimes. But, um. Uh, what I do did listen to in the summer a lot was this podcast called Revolutions, okay? So what it would be, so it would basically take you through, like, um, like the entire story behind, like, historical revolutions. So it started with, like, the English Civil Wars. Then, <laughs> no, no, are you like a history, you gotta, are you like a, are you like a history buff? Yeah, I, I'm minoring in medieval history. Okay. So, yeah. so I, I just, I just love it, you know? It's just really cool to me. Yeah. Um, and then, like, it took took me through the American Revolution, French Revolution. Like, I just had all these facts in my head. And, dude, it's so cool to see, like, the, the concepts applying today. But what was really cool to me was in the American Revolution, you had a group of people that were just living isolated from the rest of the economic free world, right? Like, Europe was where everything was happening. But you have that little pocket in the Americas that's just 
that's just living and thriving, right? And in that place, when the revolution started, you saw leaders like Ben Franklin rise up, right? You saw like John Adams, you saw Monroe, you saw George Washington. These guys were not politicians. These guys were not, were not people that were trained to do what they ended up doing. They, they weren't trained to lead a country and become founding fathers. They were just average like businessmen or plantation owners or soldiers, right? But because in that moment, all of them banded together and decided to say that, listen, what's happening is not right. We have to take a stand for ourselves. Otherwise, we're not men, right? Otherwise, who, who are we at that point, right? They tried so hard to, to work with the British for some time. But like, as we all know, we ended up getting independence because of those people. And it's because of the fact that they all were together. They all, they all collaborated together. And when you look at instances like the French Revolution, where you have divided classes of people that just can't work together. You have, in the French, it was split into three estates, right? So first estate, which was the clergy, the church, okay? And they were like kind of noble as well. Second estate, which were the noblemen. And the third estate, which were the poor rural like farmers, there was such a like gap between the rich and the poor that they just weren't able to get anything done. And the king was also like lazy, didn't want to do anything. The fi- the finance ministers they had were like, like this guy Nicare from Switzerland. Like he was he was doing fraud on the papers. So you just had a whole culture at that time of just like, um, just fakeness. You know, like like people weren't aligned together. They weren't working to one goal together, which is why you ended up seeing so many people get beheaded and the country completely like, yeah, right. Everything just came down on itself. And you see a lot of that in the U.S. right now. Think of the divide between like the areas of our nation, right? Like you have the lowest of the low, like go to like, like, I don't know, like, like, um, there's some cities that are like San Francisco right now, like the homeless situation and the drug addiction is getting really, really bad. Right. And then go to go to some other cities and then you'll see a thriving like wonderland, right? And there's such a big divide between those. Who knows what's going to happen in the US? No, I don't know. Yeah. I uh, it's interesting. I feel like we're in a bubble down here. Though, especially like this. I mean, we are cuz like everyone here is just like here for school, so like you don't really see much else than that. Yeah. And like also just nobody's mean down here. They're like like okay, yeah, there are some. So like, there's I, some meanies. <laughs> but I think about like sometimes when I'm home and like I don't know, I'm somewhere and I say something. Uh, like even in traffic, like I will get like I will get disrespected in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> but like that never <laughs> that like never happens down here too. Which and also like freedom of conversation down here is pretty well for the most part, like in our like in a lot of the social circles that we're in, like you can pretty much say whatever you want. Yeah. And uh people will explore the idea. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, no, it's interesting, but like I don't know, if, I don't know if you necessarily get that in a, in a lot of, in a lot of other, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like I've experienced much of my life to really come to a conclusion on like the nation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's like something I need to like think about, yeah. or like I can make a conclusion on that. But like, yeah, dude, I'm like, okay, I don't want to get all like political on this, but like I am a little bit like curious and nervous to like the way our country is going like inflation is at an all-time high um right like things aren't going like the way they should be Mm -hmm. but that being said we are about to get kicked out of here it's 10.03 um 10 p.m is when we were supposed to be out of here we could probably talk about this for a long time but 
Dude, we might have like a bad rep at this building. Like, we, we, <laughs> do, do we, that, that's the best rep to have. Dude, no, it's not a bad rep. It's just like yeah. we're like in here and like five minutes late every time. Yeah, exactly. All right. It's and passion. we love the Siebel Center if they're listening. <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, Tom Siebel. Respect. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're being coerced kind of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, for all of you guys listening, especially if you made it this far, thank you. I really do appreciate it. As a, as a, <laughs> I was just talking to the, the guys listening. Oh, 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 Ivan. Yeah. That threw me off. <laughs> uh, as as uh, I was saying, you know, if you guys can leave like a five-star review, it really shows us that you enjoy it as well as boost us in the SEO rankings so people can find this hidden gem uh, a lot easier, right? Um, but, yeah, Nakunj, thank you for coming on. It was a great conversation. Uh, excited to see what What's the Move is going to be doing in the future and, uh, more importantly, what you're going to be able to do throughout the next three years, college, but also your life as well. <laughs> so yeah uh thank you for coming on and for all you guys listening thank you and i hope you have a great rest of your day <laughs>